0: I believe that the quality of life we live directly reflects the type of relationships that we have with ourselves, others, God, and everything in between. Welcome to my inner and outer world. My name is Tyler Joe Stratton, and I am the host of the Happy Heart Academy podcast, where it is my mission to significantly improve the quality of life you live by teaching you how to live more joyfully from your heart rather than your hurt so that you can begin to experience more joyful and loving relationships with yourself, others, God, and everything in between after a devastating heartbreak. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the podcast begin. What is up, my dear friends, and welcome to the Happy Heart Academy podcast. I am your host, Tyler Joe Stratton, and today we are talking about how do you go no contact with someone who you currently have a child with that you're trying to get over. Ideally, I get asked this question all of the time. It's, Tyler, how do I move on if I have a child with them? Like, I can't do the no contact rules, so how do I actually move on if they're always going to be in my life? And this is rather challenging. But we're going to talk about eight different ways in which you can implement uh different strategies and techniques so that you can begin to move on um and and start to heal and create the space needed to heal. Um this is something that I've talked about uh, many times with uh, my coaching clients as well as my course um people who have walked through the course and they might have a question about okay well what do I do now that I'm ready to move on but I find it challenging to move on because they're constantly in my life because I have a kid with them and um, I hope that you find the answers that I'm about to supply you with uh, helpful and uh it can kind of kind of support your cause to feel a little bit more hopeful about being able to actually move on and progress forward even if you have a child with them. I know how difficult this is because one of the greatest ways in order for you to move on is by practicing the no contact rule. It's creating the space that you need for yourself and, in and, and separation that you need for yourself in order to actually heal your brokenness, to heal your heart, to spend time alone, to dis, to detach from your ex so that you don't have, um, find yourself in this never ending cycle, unable to move on because you're constantly attaching yourself to them or you're getting mixed signals from them or you you go drop your kid off and you guys have a conversation that causes a lot more pain than it does of just the exchange and exchange of the, the child from one parent to the next right i think you know what i'm talking about if you're currently going through this however if you're not i'm hoping that you find this as valuable as as well because you can also follow these um, eight different roles that you should ideally follow if you are You don't have a child because they're just good rules to implement into the practice of uh, the separation into the practice of creating space for yourself to heal. So like always, my friends, let's dive into today's episode. And if you do find this podcast episode helpful, supportive, encouraging and or uplifting, I mean, come on. Be the dealer of hope today. Give this out. Send it out to someone that you feel like could use this information and apply it into their own life so that they can finally get a grip on their life, move on, and reclaim what is theirs, their life. But before we get started, I also want to say that, hey, my dear friend, below you can find a free training on how... You can finally move on. You're going to get the roadmap that's going to teach you the three powerful steps that it's going to help you to move from heartbreak to happiness, from chaos to control. And if you want that, click the link below for there. You will find the free, it's roughly 30 minutes or so, but it's a helpful training and uh, class that you can... Uh, dive into for absolutely free today as you learn the three major steps that everyone must take if you want to begin to move on and let go and reclaim your life after heartbreak. Now on to today's episode. So today, if you are currently struggling to move on because you have a child with your ex, I um, hope you see your child as a beautiful blessing and not a curse. Um, because I've talked to a couple people who have uh, said that I love my child deeply, but it's a bummer that I see him in her or her in him. You know what I'm talking about. They're, they do things that remind you of your ex. And it's so challenging to build that relationship of, um, you know, with, with your kid when you feel and associate some pain to the creation of your kid because you're heartbroken. Now there is, there should be separation between that, but nonetheless, I want to talk about the no contact when you have kids together or even if you work together with your ex because this is a case for a lot more people than I actually thought um, was a thing. I didn't know how many people actually found their Really, you know, their significant other in the workplace. It's dangerous. That's dangerous. I don't know. I I probably wouldn't do that or advise that because what if you do break up? Then it's like your career's on the line, your relationships on the line, your your stability's on the line. It's just a lot going on. But if you are struggling with either or whether you have a kid with them or you work together, this is gonna be for you. Because we are not gonna just talk about the no contact. We're gonna talk about a topic called the reduced contact rule. Now it's absolutely impossible for me to follow the rules because we have children together and we both take care of them. This is something that most people say. It's impossible to follow the no contact rule because I have a kid with them or I currently work with them. This is when you must begin to apply the, the reduced contact rule. Okay. And the reduced contact simply means it's a matter of having minimal physical contact with your ex and keeping everything strictly business related. That's what this means. That If, if you just understand that definition and you practice uh, that alone, you're going to be practicing the reduced contact rule. So this is literally meaning, it means to have minimal physical contact. Minimal physical contact, okay? And it also means you have to keep everything strictly business related. That means every conversation is about your kid, not about their life, not about their job, not about if they're dating, if they're not dating, are you seeing someone, are you not seeing someone, are you are you you know, is there is there still a th- thing here? It's it's you literally trying to create the space needed in order for you to heal. So, no no falling for manipulation attempts, you know, no games, no arguing, it's strictly business. So, there are a certain set of rules that everyone has to follow to protect themselves from self-sabotage while trying to take care of, you know, your child, your workspace, your circle of friends. So I want to talk about the eight rules that can help you to reduce contact with your ex so that you can heal, so that you don't have to go through the manipulation attempts or the mind games of do they love me or do they not want to be with me? Do they, you know, it's, it's those, it's those attempts of, manipulation. It's those attempts of confusion. It's those attempts that cause you so much pain and and you're holding on to a potential future with them that is uh, going to end up destroying you. So hear me out. These are the things that you can do if you're finding it hard to move on from your ex because you have a kid with them or you work with them. Number one is you have to eliminate all unnecessary contact. Like, how are you currently reaching out to them? Are you still Following them on their social media platforms? Are you still emailing them? Are you snapping them? Are you still hooking up with them? You know, I always tell anybody I work with that you have to eliminate all unnecessary contact. And ideally, this means that you only meet with them when it's absolutely a necessity. You know, avoid any other encounter under all costs. So, once again, I don't need you to be fishing around to try to figure out what they're doing, who they're with, where they're at. I don't need you to be hooking up with them here and there because it feels good, because that's going to cause you more pain and confusion. If you haven't done that good for you, if you have done that, you understand what I'm talking about. So number one, just eliminate all unnecessary contact. Understand what that really means. It means keep everything business related and child related. If you do have to contact them, it's on behalf of your child nothing else. Number two, always be businesslike and cheerful. This means to never let them see how much you currently are in pain or suffering. Never. Because you'll hate yourself later for complaining to your ex about the problems that you're currently facing, how broken you are. Also, never talk bad about your ex to others. Let Uh, alone to your children. Don't talk to your children about how bad your ex is. You know, one of my things that was challenging for me growing up um, in a divorced um, household was I felt like I had to choose between my mom or my dad. I always had to feel like I had to decipher who was good, who was bad. I was always looking for, you know, my dad would be like, you know, your mom, my mom would be like your dad. And I'd be like, I'm kind of lost here. I like, is there a bad person? Is there a bad parent who caused this pain? And whoever I find out caused this pain is going to wreak havoc. I will not build a relationship with them. I will refuse to do that. So once again, don't try to um, talk badly about your ex to anyone or around your child, because once again, your child sees them as the loving parent, as there's, they're, they're, they're still a superhero. You know, you look up to that parent regardless. And if you try to pick sides, allow your child to pick their sides. Depending on the situation, listen, I understand that this is broad. I don't know your situation. I don't want you to take offense to anything that I'm saying as in, well, you don't understand my situation. He raped me, you know, or he did this to me or, or she did that to me or like they cheated or like whatever it may be. Like every situation is a little bit different. And I have to keep this broad because we're talking to a broad audience and not a specific person. And that's why it's so important to meet with a coach one-on-one to get specific advice based upon your specific situation. So, please take this with a grain of salt as I say like listen like you shouldn't point your child to pick who's the good parent and the bad parent. That's the second thing. Always be businesslike and cheerful around your ex. Don't try to complain, don't try to bring up the past. Just try to be as strong as you can. Get through the exchange of the child to hand them over to your ex to take care of them of that weekend. So, number 3 is just don't argue. Ask for a second chance or beg. Just don't argue, ask for a second chance or even beg. Like, think about how many times that you just saw your ex and you started to argue. Ask for a second chance. Like, try to find reasons why there could be a second chance and and you're ignoring all the red flags and all the actual truths. Like, the reason that they were with you is because... Of your child, not because they wanted to be with you. They, they stayed together this long because you had a child and that was the only reason why they were with you. Don't ask for a second chance and don't beg. You are more valuable than that. And someone will see that. Whether it's yourself or someone new that comes into your life, you are better than a beggar. Listen, the only thing that you might need to be begging for is, is God's help. If you want to be begging to someone, beg to God. Beg to God for forgiveness, for mercy, for peace, for comfort for strength, for courage, for confidence, whatever you feel like you need, for love, for security, for independence, beg to God, not to someone else because it's not going to do you any good. So that's number three. So when you're, when you're around your ex, don't beg, don't argue, don't ask for a second chance. Number four is keep conversations only professional and kid related. This is so very important as you contact one another, as you meet with one another, as you Um exchange the kid. You know, it's like no personal conversations whatsoever. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Once again, it's it's nothing about their private life. It's how no how are you doings? Um, it's no questions related to the private life of your ex. I mean, that's gonna be challenging for most people. Listen, you just have to implement a couple of these things. You don't have to implement all eight of these, but just a few of them. Just kind of keep them as a reminder. Write them down, take some notes, have some Fun with this because, listen, like, you don't want to ask your ex, you know, hey, are you currently dating? Because if you do and they say no, then you're going to be like, oh, there might be hope. There might be hope. There might be hope that they... The the reason why they're not dating someone is because they're thinking about working more on themselves so they might get back and we can be a family again. Mm, that is that is quite the, the, the line to cast there. Um, so don't ask. Just keep it kid-related. Like, business-related. Like... I know that's painful, but you can't heal in the same place that made you sick. So if you're continuously staying around your ex and trying to stay involved in your ex, still trying to to have family time, still trying to have sex with them, still trying to have normal conversations about Christmas, Thanksgiving time, all of that stuff, how can we be together? Listen, you're not going to be able to move on. The goal of the Happy Heart Academy is to help you to be able to move on from a state of suffering to a state of happiness, to be able to feel like you're more in control of your life and yourself and your emotions. And a part of this is helping you work through breakups. And because that's what caused your heartbreak. And that's what causes pain. And this is what causes the suffering. And this is what's causing, you know, the lower quality of life. So how do we move on? Well, these are some of the things that you can do to move on. You got to practice a reduced contact role. Number five, if you can't talk, then write. I find this so, so important. You know, if you can't talk to one another, I know this is like preschool, but like if you can't have an adult conversation without arguing in front of the child, then you need to go back to snail mail and you need to write letters to one another. Like put it out on paper. Don't try to have a conversation with them. I know some of you won't listen to this. You probably just went went through one year out the other because it's too simple, but I'm telling you it will change Nothing changes unless something changes. And what I mean by that is ultimately you need to be able to take control of your life and your conversations. Conversations dictate the quality of life you live. You have a bad conversation, you're going to have a bad emotional experience, you're going to have a bad quality day. You have a good conversation, you're going to think that there's hope. And once again, you're going to be like, ooh, maybe we'll get back together. No, this is is a broke mentality that's going to keep you trapped. In that never-ending cycle of being played, which we'll get down to number eight. But number six is protect the child. Don't allow your ex to use the child as a way to get to you, and don't do it to yourself. Act in front of them as an adult who you respect each other. You know the child must be protected at all costs. This is this is simple. This is I think this should be common sense. But common sense isn't always common practice. But that's why I talk about how important it is to protect the child. Protect the child's eyesight, ear sight, you know, their ear gates, their eye gates. Because ideally, what you say, they will respond to. They're like sponges. Protect them. If you use bad language, they're going to, they're going to use bad language. If, if you hit them, hurt them, touch them in any way, the kid's going to respond in a negative way to that. So just protect the child. I don't need to really go any more into that. But if you need me to... Then just let me know in the comments below whether you're listening to this on the YouTube channel or if you are listening to this on podcast. You can always get a hold of me at Tyler Joe Stratton um, on Instagram. Um TikToks hit or miss because of the messaging system. But the best place to how you can reach out to me and ask me questions or if you have comments or concerns about the things that I talk about is my Instagram page. It's pretty easy to get a hold of me there. I always check my DMs. So um, you know, if you have any questions, be sure to check it there. So Number seven is to avoid long eye contact. I think this is so good because I think if you want true connection with someone, like you look into their eyes. If you want to sense them and feel them and, and like touch their soul, you look into their eyes. This is one of the greatest ways that I love to connect with my wife. It's just looking at her eyes before we go to bed, when we wake up. It's just holding strong eye contact to feel that deep love and connection. Try it with your child. You'll feel some true, deep love and connection. So don't do that with your ex. Terrible idea, especially if you want to try to get over them. So let's not, um, you know, hold everlasting long eye contact to try to read into them, to try to study them, to try to understand them. Let's uh, pull away. Avoid eye contact because avoiding eye contact will help you to disconnect yourself from your ex last but not least this is so important i actually did a tiktok on this and it went viral um, because listen number 8 is be be aware of your ex's games be aware of the ex games not the games you know with bikes and extreme sports it's beware of the ex games it's at one point or the other your ex may test you they might see if you're still attracted to them the result is playing stupid games Or making offers to you. Listen, I think you know what I'm talking about here. And though it may seem very attractive, it's going to cause you so much more pain. She may appear in her sexy pajamas or he may appear, you know, feeling and looking really good. But listen, they're just playing games. They're trying to see if you're still attracted to them. Like, is he really gone or is she really gone because... Even the person that broke up with you st- still questions whether or not at times if they should have. They question, was this the smartest move for the family? Although they might feel at peace and, and a little bit of happiness now that they're separated from you because they thought you were the problem. Um, the truth is, is that it's only going to cause you more pain. So be aware of your ex-games. Don't get manipulated or pulled into, you know, them. Don't get manipulated or pulled in to the idea that this, is, this could be a good thing for reconnection. This is where it begins. Nothing good, I think, should start with personally sex. I think it starts with a conversation and deep connection. So, my friends, these are the eight different ways in which you should go on and practice the reduced contact rule. So number one, once again, if you do have a kid with them or you work with them, uh, these are the eight rules to help you practice reduced contact. Number one is eliminate all unnecessary contact. Two, always be businesslike and cheerful. Three, don't argue, ask for a second chance or beg. Four, keep conversations only professional, kid-related. Number five, if you can't talk, then write. Number six, protect the child at all costs. Number seven, avoid long-lasting eye contact. And number eight, be aware of your ex-games. Listen, my name is Tyler Joe Stratton. I am your heartbreak recovery coach. I'm so grateful that you're here today. And listen, if you need help moving on and letting go and creating a sense of happiness and reclaiming your life after this heartbreak, be sure to check out the free training below where I give you the roadmap to help you guide yourself back toward your happiness, toward a reclaimed uh, life so that you can finally feel more empowered, more confident and like, Hey, I can do this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay being alone. Like I am feeling a little bit better about myself. Listen, that free training is in the link below. Also, if you're interested, there is a course. Um, it's, it's my free breakup. Um, or it's it's my course that teaches you how to break free um, from your healing process. So it's like, hey, how do I begin to heal after my heartbreak? Like, what are the first steps that I need to take? Well, that course will um, help you to understand how to navigate your first couple steps to help you process the negative emotions as well as heal. So if you're interested in that, the link will also be below. But nonetheless, I would start with the training the training is going to give you the roadmap and you need a you need a sense of direction. You need to be like, hey, this is exactly the three things that I need to focus on so that I can actually move on, reclaim my life and find a sense of happiness for myself and uh, so that I can give that to others as well. My name is Tyler Zerstrat and I hope you enjoyed the Happy Heart Academy podcast today. And if so, be sure to like it, subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the podcast so that I can help you continue to build a better quality of life after your heartbreak. If you found this podcast helpful, encouraging, supportive, or uplifting, please make it your mission to tell other people about this podcast because I believe it is on each and every single one of us to spread more positivity, more hope, and more encouragement during these times of chaos, negativity, heartbreak, and struggle. Because I believe you have the power to be the dealer of hope by lifting up other people through positive education so that their life can begin to change and change for the better. If there is one thing that I would ask any of you to do, it would be to be the light in the darkness and be the hope in the hopeless and be the love that you know this world needs more of. And remember, it is our duty and grand plan to be the warrior whose mission it is to love, lead, and serve all of those that we can, by being the person they need us to be. And you can begin to be that person in their life by simply sharing this podcast with those who you know could use some more help, hope, love, and encouragement. And with the utmost gratitude in my heart, I thank you for spending your precious time with me today and listening to the podcast.